Happy Pleasure Season from 1906. 1906 makes precision edibles with targeted effects. They're inviting Broccoli Talk listeners to please themselves this Valentine's Day with their natural aphrodisiac, love. It's a plant-based pill for enhancing partner love, group love, and self-love. And if that's not enough innuendo for you, gift your love in a cheeky thank-me-for-coming tote bag on sale in the 1906 shop all month. Find pleasure in its purest form at 1906newhighs.com. Need a quality CBD for your furry friend? Healthy Hemp has you covered. Their USDA-certified organic hemp products are formulated by veterinarians to help pets with wellness issues from anxiety to arthritis. Healthy Hemp Pet Company has been trusted since 2014 because of their premium full-spectrum hemp oil, all-natural ingredients, and dedication to hemp research. They spearhead studies that back up their dosing and its effects on your pet's overall health, so you don't have to guess about how much to give. A healthy pet is a happy pet. Help your best friend live their best life at HealthyHempPet.com. Get 20% off your first order with the code BROCCOLITALK. Hi, this is Lauren Yoshiko. And this is Menle Golakai Agri, and you're listening to Broccoli Talk, a podcast for cannabis lovers. So can I be honest? I feel like my year is just now starting. Yeah. It's not because I celebrate Lunar New Year, actually. I my Japanese family, they celebrated like January first and okay. I didn't didn't have Chinese friends until much later. And yeah, if you can't tell I have a lot of jealous and curiosity about the <laughs> red envelope custom. <laughs> um, really wish I had something like that, but I actually just feel like January melted away. I feel like I'm just now coming up for air since things came back into motion post-Christmas and it's February. I am feeling myself a little bit more. Also, I love this month. Like I love wearing pink and red on Valentine's Day and being extra regardless of relationship status. My birthday is this month. It's your birthday month. Yes, we get to cross into Pisces season and everybody will be more emotional like I am at all times. (laughs) (laughs) I feel 100% aligned with you, Lauren. Like this year has been a slow start. Somebody was saying because it's year of the tiger, right? They're like, I'm more of the tiger, like, in the meme, like, a stuffed animal that's, like, sleeping and stretching. <laughs> like, that's the kind of tiger that I am embracing. A stuffed animal tiger. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. A little sweet, cuddly. <laughs> therapy animal, you know. Basically. Basically a therapy animal. But I'm I'm looking forward to the year, and I'm looking forward to starting it however slowly and intentionally that we may. And within that, within the Broccoli universe in February, we had the latest drop, and that is our Mushroom People blanket. It's hella cozy. You can transform any cozy corner. It's so cute. Transform any corner into a fantasy land where fungi, flowers, and a forager grove with their snail friends all exist. So check it all out on broccolimag.com slash shop. And go ahead and pair it with a Mushroom People magazine and maybe even that water Mm -hmm. bottle that I'm obsessed with. Yeah, highly recommend. The merch shop is packed right now. Well worth taking a look. It took us so long to 
do merchy stuff that now that we're doing it, we're having a lot of fun and it's it's worth seeing all the new items that are in the shop. So sex and weed is a hot topic, not just this month, but in general. It's like the least saturated cultural category of weed because, you know, with like food and eating things, there's a thousand like versions of that. There's dinners and classes. And then for for art, like art classes, all these like creative outlets and space to enjoy weed and making things like wellness space. There's of course, classic weed yoga, but there's also like stoned running clubs. Like there, there's like a lot of things happening in those categories and we're hungry for more in the sex and weed space, but it's just like lube. <laughs> there's a lot of, a lot of talk about weed lube, exactly. which is amazing. Don't get us wrong. Uh, we talked about it a lot in our last sort of sex love weed centric episode. You know, we love it. Here for it. It's <laughs> Great. We also talked about dating on weed, which can be not so amazing. It can be all kinds of things, uh, as in deciding like when and how to communicate your habits and how it can affect relationships from there. But there is so much more to this conversation, of course, because there is so much more to weed and love and sex than just infused intimacy oils. (laughs) It's almost in a way where do you think about masturbation for example let's just get right into it (laughs) you know whenever you think about masturbating there's there's foreplay there are other elements involved rather than getting right to like the genital portion that is going to give you an orgasm like let's let's see cannabis and sex in the space of there being so much foreplay in terms of how you can use it what parts of your body are you using it for? And does that include your brain and your psyche and all the different things involved? So we're excited to get into it. Obviously, as you all know, we are a grown and sexy podcast, rated R because weed and language. But just to flag, I think everyone in this episode, we will be talking a lot about sex and just want to make sure it's comfy for you. So skip ahead if you need to listen to another episode or stay right here and get juicy with us. Uh, (laughs) Yes. Sorry, Lauren, should we start the show? No apologies necessary. (laughs) I'm ready to get juicy. I'm so corny. Let's get it. Okay, so we've talked about being the stoner in a relationship, but what does being in a stoner to stoner relationship do to your weed love. I think it's so wildly different than the way something like alcohol is partaken as a couple. So we want to kind of investigate the place that intoxicants in general can hold in a relationship. Like, do you use weed together? Is there a moment where you buy your first piece together in a stoner relationship? For me, No. (laughs) For relationships with like romantic relationships, it's absolutely been independent for me. Like sharing joints is one thing, but my piece has really always been my piece. And my partner like has something else that they enjoy that's different than my bong. Right. Yeah. I think it's interesting you say it like that, too, because they're are the ceremonial aspects of getting it. And that doesn't usually always involve a partner. But you and I, Lauren, have been in partnerships where we are the heads in the relationship. 
so there's like no need to kind of go in on that you know it's it's fine for us to kind of have those separate like being together but separate in that area of our lives but I'm curious what it's like for the audience out there I mean I think that is an interesting component to those weed couples that really, you know, have the wedding where it's like you're taking the bong together. Totally. They have the fucking Instagram content that are like those power couples that are making cool shaped joints and like the double heart bong rips. I don't know. We want to know from the power weed couples, (laughs) how do you maintain your pieces, your joint pieces together? What you have, what you like to use. And let's really like deepen this conversation. But also, let's get back to sex, right? I think that's what we came here for. Yes, the weed will come in and out. <laughs> <laughs> and it's interesting what you brought you brought up earlier, Lauren, right? That difference between weed and alcohol during sex. I think a lot of times alcohol, or at least personally for me, and, and maybe even in, in some studies, like it tends to numb your body. Although a lot of times it can give off that like, hope and dream of really lubricating the mood and you know your body but for a lot of people I think with alcohol specifically and it could be from mild to severe you know there are some like types of sexual dysfunction you know maybe not being able to produce moisture or wetness or having erectile dysfunction or just like a numbness in your overall orgasm right or whiskey dick Yeah, I think like there's so much of a science there that we don't know. You know, it's like there are a lot of studies, but then are they all peer reviewed and like who's funding them? And there's a lot to kind of uncover. But I mean, scientific research so far, some that we've seen on the effects of, of cannabis on sexual functioning, including sort of libido, right, arousal, orgasm, and satisfaction, for the most part, it is, again, limited. But one study does say that there are some potential positive effects that could include, like, more prolonged duration of intercourse. Like, who doesn't want to have sex for longer? I mean, once everything's lubricated and juicy again, I think it also potentially could, based on this study again, like help to improve the quality of orgasm. I I imagine that means like maybe it's stronger. Maybe you're more kind of in a trans state in your head where like it comes in from your body, but sort of like emulates out into your aura, you know, like your vibration. Mm, I totally believe if our endocannabinoid system is connected to all these different things, like if it's fired up, then I can imagine that an orgasm simultaneously would be extra fiery too. Right? Some people swear by it. We do have anecdotal evidence, but (laughs) for me, I, I think the question is like, does cannabis really heighten the awareness of touch, right, when it comes to our sexual organs? Or is it more about creating this balanced state where you're more receptive, you know, to touch or to Mm. what your mind is thinking about, which I guess is where most of sex comes from, you know, like that, that urge. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like it can also put you so much into your head where 
you're overanalyzing everything, you know, depending on the strain, depending on like your your body's function and okay. how the endocannabinoid system interacts with what you're using, you know, like that can also be something that I think for some people it can weird you out. And I'm looking at you, sapiosexuals and Geminis and Virgos, like get out of your head and get into the sheets. Uh. For me, man, the quieting of the mind is what helps me do, but it can uh. be it's it can be all the things. This is just touching on all the different facets and ways, but just because cannabis gets you in your head and fucks with you when you're actually about to get down, it might still play a role in your romance, I think, for some mm. people because when it comes to just opening up and being like vulnerable and affectionate that is a very different mindset than having great sex right Right. you talked about like trance state with an orgasm and like that's pretty accurate but you have to be like so present when you're being romantic like you're taking in the person you're spending time with and that's like a really yeah a totally different vibe I kind of am curious to play around at that end of the spectrum do you have a particularly romantic weed memory I think most romantic memories are weed memories because they're so often intertwined. Yeah, weed was a part of it. I mean, I totally agree. I really enjoy when I can, like, take in some cannabis in whatever form and really be able to, like, think about the person that I'm with, right? And I think that's Mm -hmm. where, for me, the analytical aspect or just, like, the in-your-head moment happens where it can be positive, where you're thinking about and being considerate of this person, right? Like, what are their desires? Totally. You are, like, lost in the high of them. What do they want right now? But, like, I I think that makes me more in touch with my emotions because I'm not always very in touch with them. That's right. Oh, my God. If you guys will recall from that last episode, Menle is like, um, I'm, like, I'm pretty much just like, let's get to business and let's go. Like, don't light any candles. Let's hit it. And I was over there just like jaw on the floor. Just my my romantic soul crushed by you know, the Gemini side. You have out. changed me, though, I have to say. I think my Venus Leo like allows for that passion and like. It's fun. You know, that romance. <laughs> but I think you've grown on me and you've really given me an opportunity to think about that, like kind of setting that moment. And it goes hand in hand with cannabis, too, in a sense where like things slow down and it allows for you to like enjoy these 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 moments in time. And speaking of which, I want to know what kind of romantic weed memory you have, because I think you are such a romantic fairy. I know <laughs> my sentimental. ass. Yeah, I love it. Uh I I have very warm, fuzzy, sentimental feelings about, like, the earliest weed flirtation memories. Like, I'll always have a soft spot for, like, my first college dorm shotgun. But, yeah, my most romantic memory is one of my most recent ones. Oh. I think it's also similar to you. Like, most memories are weed (laughs) so I have to this one's like fresh in my stoner fried brain close to the surface of the abyss (laughs) so (laughs) it was it was the first night I stayed the night at my new booze house and like uh I know it was in the last couple years so it's it was post-quarantine time so Mm -hmm. it was a very like chill night in we watched Election, a classic film Very. with a young Reese Witherspoon, uh, smoked a joint. And, uh, you know, at midnight, 
smoking a second joint. Um, <laughs> and after that, he's fumbling in his cabinets for something and he pulls out like sour candy, some jalapeno chips. Yes. And and that is just my exact munchy flavor profile, like salty, sour. I see why he won your heart. Exactly. I mean, in that moment, I think I physically had heart eyes. I was just like every part of my body was satisfied. Like I loved rewatching Election and knowing that he appreciated that kind of humor and like had a had good sex and now like these flavors were going to get the box checked. <laughs> like I was multidimensionally happy. There are a lot of voices in the cannabis space. Make yours a little louder with Studio Linear. They're a female-owned creative agency working with cannabis and lifestyle brands. Whether your project is plant-touching or just slightly stony, count on Studio Linear for each step of the branding. They create logos and copy that speak to your target audience, packaging that pops off shelves, and engaging websites. And since industry regulations can be sticky, compliant design is their priority. Bring your cannabis brand to life. Schedule a discovery call at studiolinear.com. We are here to talk about sex, so we are. let's fuck the romance, fuck the science. <laughs> let's talk about sex. Baby. <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot. Oh, shit. I know. You've been exploring some things. I've done I've done some exploring <laughs> my time. <laughs> We're talking about kink. I mean, that is like not even controversial anymore. It's not. It's ancestral. Kink is ancestral. As you've been just exploring some freedoms in some different directions, has cannabis, has weed been a part of this journey? Has it guided the exploration? Yo, 100% because most of the kink I take part in is like literally with myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel that. So, but I will say, and going back to even just, you know, your moment, your hard-eyed moment, I think about the concept of aftercare, right? Which is very mm-hmm. necessary for all types of sex, for all types of people in and outside of the quote-unquote kink world. I think as a baby kinkster, one of my favorite parts about sort of incorporating weed that's my favorite form of aftercare is like having a joint or maybe some gomitas and some water and giggling about something or you know having this moment to really connect after having done like so many fun and like activated activities like while you are while you're like in scene there are so many different aspects of sexuality as there are aspects of cannabis and cannabis consumption and cannabis feels. Hey, when you're doing like exploration and you're pushing your own boundaries as willingly as we may explore, it's still it can feel a little scary at times, even yeah. when you're alone, because you're trying something different. You're yeah. feeling something different. And I've also never really thought about how weed is aftercare for crossing boundaries and like moving one's own boundaries around a little bit like who I just did that I just felt that I need to process that a little bit and that's not a bad thing that's not that's not 
wound necessarily you're healing from, but you're 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 growing, and the growth can those hey. that growth can <laughs> stir up some shit. Yeah, I think I think it's interesting thinking of like cannabis as a, a form of aftercare, and also especially if both people or just like multiple people in the scene like want to commence with herb and so you're in like a similar headspace when you are like practicing and like trying out and exploring each other's bodies right like you might be more sensitive to someone else's body if you are perhaps like on herb in some way if you're high right like maybe you're a little bit more expansive in terms of just more thoughtful right and like slowing down and like kind of remembering the things that you want to be careful about right like check-ins communication yes really communicating actively about what you want what Mm -hmm. you don't want how you want it you know like who wants what when like all of those things I think are so communicative and there are shifting norms like the world of kink isn't new the world of weed isn't new for a lot of us we're really being Mm -hmm. able to like lean into that and so have you been noticing like shifting norms between cannabis and sex even for yourself or the stories that you've been writing the world at large trends yeah 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 this is perfect timing because we're all watching euphoria i'm 30 and like i do assume when i watch that shit that that is the life of the average 17 year old to some degree (laughs) like i do assume that like everyone's got a friend who's camming or everyone's got a friend who's selling their socks on fucking the internet to some old dude like i totally uh, make assumptions about them having all this information and like empowerment at their fingertips right because how can you not it's like i'm trying to imagine who i would be if people like our cultural figures existed when i was 17 and i feel like i'd be pretty fucking empowered for real but i don't know because when i wrote that recent broccoli report on a similar thing like i wanted to do a dive on the state of love and sex and weed and i talked about brands and events and some valentine's ideas but i also touched base with oshihana which is a sexual wellness cbd brand the founder lindsay Wynn, got invited to harvard last fall for their sex week they do like a whole sex ed week i know i'm like good on harvard sex ed department reaching out to cbd brands and like me when Lindsay was preparing their presentation she was thinking euphoria children she was expecting to host like a very progressive conversation about gender fluidity and kink and radical self-expression and actually what she found was these poor kids who basically haven't talked to each other in two years and have way less sex ed than the generations prior to them I'm kind of exaggerating, but I'm not. Like, she got really, really basic questions. Like, Mm. it hit her in a way that felt like, I think we've reached peak information where there's so much information and resources out there. And it's so uncool to be uninformed and be like the least woke person in a room that these questions just aren't getting asked and not getting answered. So, Like, people literally asked if you can get pregnant from anal. Yo. Like, how to be tested for an STD. Pretty much, like, high school questions being asked. So she didn't get to have the exploratory conversation she expected. I think, too, another hyper-interesting parallel to, like, cannabis and sex ed in general 
I recognize with Chula that educating people about weed in all ways is never you like you can never do that enough you can never talk about the endocannabinoid system enough you can never talk about like cannabinoids period and what they are and what they do enough there's always going to be that need for basic information both with sex and both with cannabis and both with anything i think where you are taking something into your body having that awareness will never go out of style. It will never change regardless of trends. The youth will always be timid (laughs) and, you know, scared. This anecdote is, it paints them in a very naive light, but are they really that much more naive than we were? Probably not. And Lindsay definitely was like, I mean, these kids are still having sex. Like all the articles about these purity the purity renewal movement or whatever like those will always exist in a hyper sexualized culture it's true i think maybe they don't have the best grasp on sex education i think that just is very common for children in the u.s children here in mexico and latin america like there's just a huge lack of clarity and openness But I think what they have been able to do is within them, their own communities and thus like our communities, because we're learning too. I I have to be like humble and frank, you know, as a 38 year old, I don't know everything that there is to know about sex and about like the alternative world of sex and what that looks like. And I think a lot of these youth have hopefully a good grasp on protecting themselves and like Mm -hmm. caring for their bodies and really respecting their bodies despite their naivete in terms of if anal gets you pregnant I'm hoping that before that anal takes place they're using proper lube you know what I mean everybody's consensual (laughs) I can't say if they're all using weed lube yet but if they're using (laughs) lube at all I'm happy for them I'm happy for them yeah especially if you're pegging please all the lube (laughs) necessary all of it an important note and flag for everybody out there using cannabis lube make sure that it is latex safe because anything that's comprised of coconut oil is technically not and that's a lot of what's out on the market Mm -hmm. so if we really want to make sure we're practicing safe sex please make sure that you are using all of the fun materials and toys and items that you need that are safe. Yeah, use the same standards that you have when you buy flour. Exactly. You need to know your supply chains, (laughs) y'all. So speaking of pegging, what about (laughs) turning your partner out with weed, right? Turning your partner out when it comes to their cannabis consumption and or turning your partner out where you literally turn them out because of this openness And this playfulness that maybe cannabis brings to, like, a sexual experience. Mm, I like this prompt. (laughs) I feel like, mm, Lauren, when did you turn turn your man out? I... (laughs) When I really think about, like, intensely passionate, satisfying, sensory weed sex time, Mm. it would be, like, the trapped in an elevator effect. Like... When I had the crazy wildfire and we had all that smoke and we couldn't leave the house for pretty much like a week. It was like toxic outside. Yeah. The guy I was hanging out with stayed with me that time we 
combined our air purification units. And to be fair, like any sort of bunker down survival scenario is an absolute like aphrodisiac. Because Hell yes. You're just like the world's ending. Like who cares? Let's feel good. Absolutely. And maybe that was a part of it. Like maybe he partook a little more than usual because he was freaking the fuck out. But mm-hmm. it worked. It helped him get transported and we we just like hornily passed four days together indoors and it kept yeah, my I stress way low. If I hadn't have done that, I would have been just staring out the window debating my doom like the entire time. Blasted with weed, blasted with intimacy, blasted with feeling good. That is what I think of when I think of having turned a partner out when it was just like yeah. one long, one long great weed high. Yeah. An interesting component for anyone out there who's considering turning your partner out either with weed or with sex and weed is like the laughter and the playfulness. Personally, for me, again, as somebody with five placements in Gemini, I love like dirty talk. I love talking. I love laughing. I love joking. Like I want all of that and sex. And cannabis really brings that out. And I think that is a really like good conduit to trying and exploring more things. But I will say, Lauren, I think with some people in that apocalyptic moment of being sort of like tied together, I wonder if with herb, it's it kind of separates you or like you are you're very cognitive about who this other person is and the fact that you're locked up with them. Menley's freaking out, imagining herself in the same situation. <laughs> Menley's like, OK, my nightmare. Got you. Because <laughs> if there's no sexual compatibility or if I'm into my head, like, oh, shit. Uh, he did have a nice air purifier, though. Would you have done it for the air purifier is the question. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, my God. I do think you're touching on something, though. It's like the perpetual thing with weed, I guess. The paranoia versus euphoria. Paranoia versus, like, total comfort in in every application of this plant. And And that's sex, too. Absolutely. It is, like, in your head, out of your head. I'm definitely somebody that has to get the F out of my head. And I will say that what you just said about laughing too, like I was always somebody where I needed it to be like very separate, like sexual Mm. touch versus comical touch needed to be like totally separate. Like if you tickled me in the bedroom, like nothing would kill the mood faster. No, not tickling. Not tickling. But even like, like, yeah, I did have a problem figuring out like how to be comfortable and relaxed enough to be playful and not taking myself too seriously. Like, do I look hot? Am I doing this thing right? Do I look weird in this position? Is my ingrown hair showing? You know, like. No, honey, you're sexy. You're perfect. All that stuff. So I think there's like a misconception a little bit about the the seriousness we need to take to having good sex or good relationships yeah. when so so much of the time like the missing element is is us just being present and letting ourselves enjoy whatever emotions come and just yeah. letting ourselves feel it and stop trying to control every outcome what are some misconceptions of cannabis and sex in your opinion honestly i think one of the biggest ones for me as someone who is really diving into the cannabis space in terms of like formulations and you know what what is working on my body what a friend what's working on my friend's body etc is this idea that weed lube for example is like 
the end all cure all to like bad sex, right? Like it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna like make your it's gonna no make question, your pussy yeah. tingle and like all of a sudden yeah. you're like, you know, everything's so exciting. Best orgasm ever, best intercourse ever. And I think that misconception speaks to a lot of misconceptions in cannabis in general, I'll say again, because the idea of cannabis and lube and even just smoking it, consuming it as an oil dropping whatever oil you have like literally just on your genitals I think it's more about that internal balance you know the hormonal balance the the chill and also the lubrication right like cannabis works so well with your skin and Mm -hmm. having healthy skin there having supple slippery skin there is just going to benefit the sexual experience in general. It's not necessarily that it will make you come, but it's that like if you are more relaxed, if you are more hydrated and lubricated and calm, you might have better sex that might increase the quality of sex. When you can like consume herb and maybe be in a joyful kind of goofy mood, yeah, you can take things less seriously, but also that laughter just like relaxes your body and literally opens you. Laughing is physically good foreplay. I love that. I think there is a misconception looping back to what we started with that like that has to be together. Like you said, like a lot of your kink explorations have been solo journeys and mm-hmm. I totally jive with that like my ability to be comfortable and relaxed and not overthinking things in bed it had to start with me solo and that took that took cannabis that took like buying different toys many of which i did not like terrible at shopping for toys online apparently oh god but once i found something i enjoyed and weed helped me like get to know it comfortably without being in my head about like okay watch the video make sure you're using it like (laughs) this person you know like right being a perfectionist about everything even when I'm on my own like I needed to get out of that mindset of like no you literally have to just focus on what your body is telling you feels good and doesn't in what corner and at what frequency and pressure amount (laughs) like you need to shut your brain up and focus on your body or not focus do the opposite like yeah So weed and sex does not mean like cool couples smoking uh, joints and doing like, I don't know, Kama Sutra tantric wild shit, (laughs) 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 like some some sting visual I have in my head. But that actually sounds boring. (laughs) Sorry, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) See, weed in the sexual realm is just a secret weapon for further destigmatization and further talking about like this feels great this doesn't feel good having comfortable conversations like that's what weed is about is clearing all the other things out of the way absolutely there's so much there's so much we'll be able to do many many chats around this subject (laughs) stay tuned and i'm excited to see how it develops. I I also am just proud of the stuff that's getting out there. Like I'm so excited to see brands like that Oshihana brand. Like she she made a formula that like is thoughtful about vaginal pH. And Chelsea Leyland is working on that Looney brand that is mm-hmm. going to have products made for periods. And it's just good to see people at least wanting to take care of their vaginas like that's a huge part of 
the modern weed sex realm that I'm really proud is adding to the mainstream sex conversation. Like maybe my vagina deserves as much attention as my face does. I think that's a very positive cultural shift to make. Absolutely. And also the vaginas of people who are older than us. You know, I think for Karina and I, like formulating our menopause product, it was like, how do we figure something out where it like supports again that lubrication like getting more in touch with your body and your passion and your sex not just when you're 21 and mm-hmm. <laughs> can fuck at any moment like i think like you're saying there's so much more thought when we think about these parts of our bodies and how how we can care for them and thus like care for our entire selves. Yes. Okay, so I have an idea. I think we should give our younger selves some sex advice that we wish we'd heard. Oh, such a good idea. And maybe somebody listening might just get something out of it too. What would you say to young Lauren? I really wish I could literally do this, but okay, I would say number 1, please go buy a vibrator. Um <laughs> I know it feels good, whatever you're doing, but that slight increase in heartbeat is not an orgasm, and you need to go learn what that is. (laughs) (laughs) And then number two, I would say when you do meet a partner who really sincerely wants to know what you like, you need to sincerely answer them. And don't feel rushed. Yeah. Take as long as you want. Be as descriptive as you can, because... It will pay off for you, for them, and for both of your future partners forever. There's no realm in which you saying how you want something done is a negative on any person. It's good for all. Facts. What about you? Oh, that's so good. Baby Menle is taking it in. Honestly, for Baby Menle, I think the slow burn. Enjoy that and continue seeking that out because I really get off on a slow burn. I love the anticipation. I love the buildup. And it's super fucking hot. And it's totally your kink, baby Menley. So go with that. (laughs) Don't be afraid. I love that too. Don't feel rushed again. Don't feel rushed again. Like there's no urgency with sex to explore, with consent, with love, with playfulness, with curiosity. So go fuck. (laughs) Harvard University, Menley and I are available anytime to come and just just talk. Just talk and smoke weed with your students. Share our highbrow sexual weed experiences with you. We are available for hire. On that note, that is our show. Here's to a frisky February. Thank you for tuning in. Stay lubricated, stay hydrated, stay high. This episode was edited by Jay Nathan. Our music is by Giselle Garcia, and our logo design is by Jennifer Wright. Learn more about Broccoli and subscribe to the magazine at broccolimag.com. Thank you for listening. 